fellow degenerates, and welcome back to the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast, episode 92, which means I'm getting close to the 100 mark. If all goes according to plan, next week's episode will be a holiday special, a Columbus Day special, where we will discuss all things Christopher Columbus, and while I have not done any show prep or research, I'm sure I'm going to find some fucked up shit. I will be honest that this week, boy, I was really struggling to come up with a topic. Yeah, I've got some ideas in my phone, in my notes that, you know, maybe this would be one topic I could do, but none of them just really were interesting me enough. I don't know, maybe it's the change in the weather and the fact that the sun's going down earlier. Maybe I'm a bit in a funk, which I'm pretty sure I am. So maybe that's killing my motivation a little bit or perhaps my creativity, but I am committed and dedicated to making sure you guys get a weekly episode. So I'm like, you know what, maybe I'll do more of a, you know, kind of go through the news, see what's in the headlines, maybe just discuss some topical stuff, which I don't always do that much of. However, going through the news and looking for topical subjects, I ended up stumbling upon some different things, going down some rabbit holes, and ended up coming up with an idea for what I thought would be the majority, the meat, if you will, of this episode. But first, we'll get to some updates. The spiders, I think they're gone. I have killed more. Not many but two or three more since the last time that I recorded an episode at the time when I was killing spiders from thinking they were eradicated from the previous week. But I haven't seen one in a few days, so fingers or eight legs crossed. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches seeds just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Perhaps another thing affecting my current level of motivation is I recently finished the second pass of editing the novel that I have written recently. And boy, did I do a lot more edits and additions than I expected to do for a second pass. I've barely begun to do a third pass. At this point, I'm pretty convinced I'm going to have to do like four or five passes. And, you know, yes, that's killed my motivation with that a little bit because I have first wrote the book, then immediately went in, edited the book, then immediately turned around, edited the book. Now here I am starting the book again, maybe with a little less gusto and excitement because I've basically lived and breathed this book for months. So I don't know if just having lower motivation in regard to the novel is affecting my overall motivation, but I do think a lot of it is the fact that, man, fall just came and landed right on Ohio's doorstep overnight. When I got home tonight, just a little bit ago, I was actually like, oh, man, it feels really warm in the house, and even though I've been in the van with, you know, the ability to have the heater on and a sweatshirt on, it's just chilly out there. It's probably in the, well, let me look. Yeah, it's 49 degrees right now at 10 o'clock at night here in Ohio. Just a couple weeks ago, we were having highs in the mid to upper 80s. Now, most of our days, we're having a high in the low 60s. It was a dramatic shift, and like I said, happened overnight. And I know a lot of people go through that type of funk that you get into and the lighting changes. That's why a lot of people don't like the idea of constantly changing daylight saving. Also, I don't know if it has to do with that Twilight Zone experience that I had here a week or two weeks ago from kind of nostalgia of the smells and just the view and just the way that a certain day felt and took me back in time. I'm all 
already experiencing that now that we're going into fall, you know, seeing a lot of trick-or-treat or Halloween decorations up already, for which I know I'm not going to bother decorating my house this year for the first time ever in my adult life. My mom is going to come visit for Thanksgiving, so I will technically do a Thanksgiving this year, but I'm not putting out any decorations. I mean, other than just eating a traditional meal and enjoying my mom's company, I'm not going to be celebrating Thanksgiving per se. And of course, I know Christmas permanently canceled at my house. What's the point? Hopefully this year I will have a job and the ability to buy my children presents. Last year I had to write them a song to compensate for the fact that I had little to no income, which worked out because they thought it you know was more valuable and important than any present I could have potentially bought them. And plus, you know, they're adults now, so whatever they want, they can just go buy with their own money. It's not like 10 years ago where if they wanted a game for the Xbox or a baseball hat or something like that, that they needed dad to get that for them for a birthday or Christmas or whatnot. So it's definitely changed the way I approach Christmas. All right, so before I jump into the first rabbit hole leading us into the topic, I want to remind everybody that you can follow me on social media on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Jeff Becomes Jeff. Oh yeah, I I got back on TikTok. I'm ashamed of myself. I posted one video. I don't get on TikTok. I don't use it. I don't look at it. But I might as well just have a presence there at Jeff Becomes Jeff. You can go follow me on TikTok now as well. <laughs> Can't guarantee there's going to be a whole lot of content ever added. Pretty much the same as all of my other social media outlets. I will be honest, I mentioned recently, I think it was two episodes ago, that I had created a Twitter account, at Her Royal Ghost, which was kind of mimicking the Queen after her death and things that she might be saying from the afterlife. After realizing no one was following that page, I've deleted it. So don't even bother looking for it. It's gone. It was a very short-lived experiment, and it failed. And honestly... Honestly, that was probably the most active I've ever been with a social media account or platform before was with that stupid, silly account. And it still garnered... All right, so before I tell you about the rabbit hole I went down while looking for a topic, there is something I want to bring up. I considered doing an entire episode about this, but it was like, I don't know how I'm really going to flesh that out into a full episode. But the gist of it is that Mark Zuckerberg is a douchebag. Yes, I know this is not breaking news. This is not a hot take. But what pissed me off recently was seeing in my feed on Facebook these constant ads and things popping up in my timeline or my feed saying, don't forget to register to vote. Here's how you can register. Did you know you can register online? Click here. Do that. Go register. And we all clearly know why Facebook and Zuckerberg is trying to tell people to go register because they know there's a good chance that the people that are not registered right now or might not bother to vote are people that are on the left and feel pretty comfy with the state of the country right now. They're not having to constantly go try and make a change, go beat down Trump or Trump supporters. So perhaps they'll be a little lazy or perhaps the newer libs won't be as motivated to register and vote in the midterm election. But it is an important vote because it could swing the majority in Congress, you know, the House and Senate, at which point the last two years of Biden's presidency will essentially be pointless because he won't be able to get anything done. Now, to be fair, he hasn't exactly gotten a whole hell of a lot done in the first two years. Lots of napping, I'm guessing. 
and don't take this as me just like acting like I'm all pro right wing and Republicans. I think they all suck. I think we need to find more independent solutions and you can be damn sure that before the midterm election, I'm going to be doing my homework and I'm going to be looking for as many independent options that I can truly stand behind and make an informed and knowledgeable decision in the voting booth. But don't worry, we'll get to politics later. Let's talk about Zuckerberg and why he is a douchebag, you know, other than the obvious reasons. But the fact that he's putting this register to vote thing out there, it's very shitty, shady, and hypocritical because, as many of you may know, he recently came out and admitted on Joe Rogan's podcast that, yes, he suppressed information and feeds on Facebook regarding Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, and a bunch of conspiracies and scandals related to Hunter Biden that could be potentially tied back to Joe Biden. So, essentially, Zuckerberg used his platform to pick and choose what information y'all were able to see in order to skew the vote. And then he turns around and says, it's Russia. Russia's doing it all. Fuck you, Zuckerberg, you piece of shit. Don't act like you didn't have some hand in how the election turned out by covering up shit. And we know he's done this shit before. I mean, there was that whole Senate hearing where I don't remember the details because we all have short-term memories. Don't worry more on that later. But the fact that he had basically been lying about the information and the privacy that was being kept, withheld, or shared for or from Facebook users. In general, he is a piece of shit. We need to look into assholes like this a little further and figure out if what they're doing is considered criminal or treasonous. And let's lock up pieces of shit douchebags like Mark fucking Zuckerberg. So while my tangents keep making me bring up certain things, and then I'm like, don't worry, we'll get to that here in a little bit. Like I mentioned, short-term memory or short attention spans. Like I don't remember the details of what happened with Zuckerberg's congressional hearing. And I don't even remember, what was that, like two years ago, three years ago? And that was a pretty big deal. Yet here I am, don't really remember that much. And it's not like I stopped using Facebook. No one did. No one was like, oh, I'm appalled. You will no longer get my business, sir. But we absolutely do live in a day and age where short attention spans are plaguing everybody. And trust me, a lot of people completely depend and rely on that because they can do something totally fucked up. And after a short period of time, it's like, oh, did that happen? I totally forgot about that. Oh yeah, Zuckerberg violated all of our privacy and admitted it. And we all just basically turned a blind eye and just kept using his platform. I forgot about that. And it goes hand in hand with the whole idea of cancel culture, where, you know, nowadays people get finger quotes canceled, but that only lasts for a short period of time. And then people move on and pretty much forget. But I'm going to speak to my own short attention span or lack of holding on to memories or details when I was going through like these news pages and headlines and articles trying to find information for this episode. There was like a little clickbait kind of ad that said, hey, here's a list of 27 celebrities who died in 2021. And I was like, huh, I wonder who died in 2021. I don't can't think of anyone off the top of my head that died in 2021. I'm sure once I start going through this and seeing the names, I'll be like, oh yeah, that person did die. But off the top of my head, I couldn't think of anyone without having to click this link. So let's just go through some of the people, pretty significant deaths in 2021, all of whom I had completely forgotten had died. And many of these people, when I saw it, I'm like, did I even know that? person died? So first off, we had Hank Aaron, who was a baseball 
baseball superstar and the first baseball player to break Babe Ruth's home run record. So just a legend in the sport, but he died. Charles Grodin, an actor and one of the stars of a very funny movie, very silly movie, but Clifford with Martin Short. If you've never seen that movie, go watch it. Ed Asner died. I believe he was the dad on Happy Days and just had a huge extensive acting career. I mean, decades ago, but he was a pretty big celebrity and name on television. Larry King, yes, Larry King, the news talk show host guy. He died in 2021. Dustin Diamond, that would be Screech from Saved by the Bell. He died in 2021. When I saw that, I'm like, yeah, I guess maybe I do remember hearing about that, but if you would have mentioned Screech today and said, is he still alive? I'd be like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. Ned Beatty, or is it Beatty? I don't remember how you even pronounce the name, but he died in 2021. He was in the original Superman movies, the kind of lackey to Lex Luthor. N, N, N. M! You want M, Mr. Luthor? Come right up! Oh, no, no, it's N! Oh. N as in Neanderthal, nincompoop, nitwit, and L as in ladder! Ladder, Mr. Luthor, come right up. I just, I didn't see because I, 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 I I'm sorry, Mr. Luthor. I ooh! Cloris Leachman. I mean, that's not surprising. She was pretty old, but still a big name, big death that I don't remember her death happening. Larry Flint, the creator of Hustler, Rush Limbaugh, Jackie Mason, Phil Spector, Peter Scolari, Scolari, don't know how that's pronounced, but he was in a TV show with Tom Hanks very early in Tom Hanks' career. That's why he was doing TV. It was a show called Bosom Buddies, and I don't really remember the exact plot of the show but they essentially dressed up as women in drag. I don't know if it was for a job that they had or whatever it was, but if you've ever seen the movie Tootsie, I think it was kind of similar to Tootsie, but from a TV show and two of them involved in it at the same time. But yeah, so Tom Hanks co-star in Bosom Buddies died in 2021. Didn't know that either. I don't really have a point with any of this other than to say that pretty much as a society, we all suck. We've gotten so caught up in the constant headlines, social media, media, the newest trend, the newest fad, that we cannot keep track of shit for longer than like a week or two. If that, you know, 20 years ago, if I would have asked somebody, hey, what'd you have for dinner two Saturdays ago? It wouldn't take long for them to go, oh yeah, I grilled out. We had uh, burgers and corn on the cob and baked potatoes because there wasn't so much shit inundating your brain all the time that would push all of those memories out. But now I want you to think, what did you have for dinner two Saturdays ago? It's going to take you a second if you can even get there. Now, Saturday's probably a cheat because if you're like a fan of college football, you'll be like, okay, such and such played such and such two weeks ago. Where was I for that game? Or if it was a day game, you might be screwed because now you got to think about, well, what did, I, what did I do for dinner after the game? But yeah, we suck as a people. Boo. All right, so I don't remember how I stumbled upon this topic or an article or whatever that took me down this road to be the meat, the primary chunk of what this podcast is about. I don't know if the name is going to change before I post it online. Currently and tentatively, I have this episode titled The Riches of Politics. That may change. Perhaps it will just be called Politicians. Yuck! Which better sums up what I'm about to discuss. But as I was going down these rabbit holes and what kind of punched me in this direction of saying, man, I I do want to research that a little bit more and gave me enough information that I felt was a full topic's worth. 
with was seeing the net worth of so many politicians and all these politicians trying to speak to you about how evil the rich are and how they want to try and be relatable to you, the American public, and we're fighting for you and we care about the middle class families and we care about your mortgages and your car payments and keeping food on the table. Let me tell you, none of these pieces of shit are remotely relatable and thus there's no way they can truly care about you or understand what you have gone through or what you are going through. In addition to the hefty salaries that especially our federal government employees get paid, they capitalize on the fact that they are a politician to take paid speaking opportunities, to write books and sell books, probably just spewing the same old bullshit and rhetoric and political nonsense that everybody else is spewing out in their book. But we as a society, remember, we suck. A lot of us are dumb enough to buy these fucking books or go pay to go see someone speak. Meanwhile, they are a public servant. They're supposed to provide all of this information to us. Well, not for free, but because of the salary that we are paying for with our tax dollars, you asshole. How many times have you heard, whether it's in a debate or just in a campaign commercial, about how the wealthy, you know, 1%, 2% are destroying America using tax loopholes and tax breaks and there's an imbalance of income. You know, there's been the whole thing about raising minimum wage to like $15 an hour, which would absolutely cause so many businesses to completely collapse. They can't support or handle that. And then what happens to the person who's making $15 an hour in a society that has, let's say, an $8 an hour minimum wage, when that minimum wage goes up to 15 the person making 15 yeah, they want to be adjusted as well. So now you've got to come up with not only $15 for the untrained entry-level people, but now $23 for the guy that was previously 15 or whatever that shift would be. But that just further goes to illustrate how out of touch these hypocritical pieces of shit are with modern society and the plight of the American family, the American small business. They have no clue. So let's go through a list here that I have titled in my show prep, Rich Ass Politicians. We're going to discuss the politician's current net worth. So if they sold all their shit, how much money would they be able to put in the bank from all their shit? And that also includes what money they currently have in the bank. And then we'll also discuss the salary that they're making in their job as a politician, a public servant. All right, so first we're going to start with Donald Trump. Okay, look, I have a net worth of $3 billion. My bank account, it's huge. All right, so Donald is worth $3 billion. And I'm going to be honest, he'd never tried to be relatable. He basically came in and said, I'm a businessman. I'm going to treat the government like a business because kind of is, runs on dollars and manpower and rules and policies. But he took pride in the fact that he was just this billionaire tycoon that understood all the tax loops in the system and had proudly used them before. So I'm not going to actually bash Trump too much on the fact that he's so rich because he never tried to be relatable. He never pretended. Additionally, he declined to accept a salary as a president of the United States, which is a pretty hefty salary. If I remember correctly, I mean, I can't be 100% positive on this, but I believe he let them supply a $1 a year salary because for some reason there's a rule that they had to pay him something. Or maybe he turned around and returned the entire salary back in charitable donations. I don't know how it worked, but I do know that he did that job out of a belief in doing the job, whether you agree with him or not, and he did not take a single penny out of your pocket 
to be the president of the United States. Yay! So now let's switch over to Mr. Joe Biden, the current president of the United States. His net worth, $9 million. Oh, Joe. That's it? Not doing so well, Joe. Who's managing your money, Hunter? Not sure if that sound effect translated, but that was me attempting to imply that Hunter is snorting all of Biden's riches away. So let's look at Biden's income every year as the president of the United States. He starts out with a base salary of $400,000 a year. Additionally, he gets $50,000 of an expense allowance, $100,000 non-taxable travel allowance. I like how, you know, non-taxable, let's just throw that in there. Free money. And $19,000 a year for entertainment. That's a lot of strippers, Joe. Yes, I know every president gets this. I'm sure the vice president has an allowance similar but smaller. I was in the pool! I was in the pool! But $19,000 a year for entertainment? What? So right now that all adds up to $569,000 a year that we the taxpayers are paying for Mr. Joe Biden, who has a net worth already of $9 million to be president of the United States. In addition to that salary, because he's older than death, he also receives a pension from his years as a civil servant. I mean, can you really be allowed to receive a pension even though you came out of retirement? I thought that was for people who were no longer on the job and accepting a salary. But between his Social Security benefits, taking more from the American public's pocket, and his pension, that's another $250,000 a year that he's bringing in. So do the rough math. We're looking at close to... $820,000 a year that's going into Biden's bank account. That's a lot for him to take naps. And you know he's always talking about how unfair it is and how the rich are evil people. They need to be taxed more heavily. Why don't you tell them what Exxon's profits were this year, this quarter? Exxon made more money than God this year. Exxon, start investing, start paying your taxes. Matter of fact, recently, I want to say just maybe in the last couple days, he said something to the effect that gas stations need to drop their prices. He's saying this because he had boasted that the price of gas and oil was going down, and it did a little bit, not anywhere close to where it was before he took office, but it's starting to creep back up because the Band-Aid solution that he used did not work long term. And now he is expecting gas station owners to cut into their profits and their ability to survive as a business by just simply saying, you know what? I know typically we would charge $3.70 a gallon. We're just going to charge $3 and lose 70 cents for every fucking gallon that every person pumps at this gas station. Biden, you're a fucking moron if you think that's how business works. You're a fucking moron if you think you're being relatable to Americans with all of your riches and your $820,000 of annual income and you want these gas station owners to take a hit. Don't think they haven't already taken a hit because of the fact that with gas prices going through the roof during your presidency that a lot of people were choosing to drive less and buy less gas. And don't worry, I'm going to discuss plenty of Republicans on this list. I think plenty of Republicans out there are complete morons as well. Consult your doctor. Have your blood pressure checked. High blood pressure is simple to detect and it can be controlled. Left unchecked, 
it can lead to some of the big killers, strokes, heart failure, kidney trouble. Don't let high blood pressure threaten your health. Get a checkup today. Remember, your good health begins with you. Let's talk about his vice president. I don't even know how she says her first name. Kamala, 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 Vice President Harris. There we go. She has a net worth of $28 million. That's more than three times the president's net worth. So she's clearly doing something smarter and better than him. While I didn't dig into all the allowances that she gets, I'm assuming they're probably pretty similar to the presidential allowances, but her salary is only $30,000 a year, less than Biden's at $370,000 a year. So that means after the four-year term is over, to be the vice president, the American people will have paid her roughly $1.5 million to add to her already $28 million of net worth. Yeah, I bet she's really relatable. Let's look at Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. For some reason, they were separated out on a net worth. Maybe that's not surprising, but Bill's net worth is $80 million and his salary is irrelevant. Hillary's net worth is $40 million and her salary is irrelevant because as far as I know, she doesn't have a job right now. Probably never will again. Let's look at the Republican Muppet, Ted Cruz, who I believe is still sporting that atrocious, atrocious beard. I thought he had a horrible face before growing the beard, and he's one of those people where you're like, you know what, maybe you should grow a beard, Ted. Cover some of that Muppety face of yours. But boy, is he the exception to the rule. Now, he only has a net worth of $4 million only, and he makes a salary of $174,000 a year. Now, it's still pretty high to be a public servant. George W. Bush? Hey, y'all thought I was an idiot. <laughs> Guess how much my net worth is? $75 million. Suck on that. Yes, $75 million net worth. Only $5 million less than Bill Clinton. $35 million more than Hillary Clinton. So, despite what you think about George W. Bush, apparently... Ain't that stupid. His salary? Irrelevant. Mitt Romney, the Mormon senator, whatever he is, he also, because he pretty much has the same role as Ted Cruz, has a salary of $174,000 a year, but he has a lot of other income streams in his monthly income. You ready for this? Mitt Romney, every month, has... $6 million worth of income. His net worth is $450 million right now. Another senator, so another $174,000 base salary. Rick Scott, $232 million net worth. Barack Obama, salary irrelevant. His net worth, $70 million. Little bit less than George W., little bit less than Bill Clinton. Apparently, he hasn't been negotiating his endorsement deals as well as he could. I'm Barack Obama. And I approve this message. Al Gore, the creator of the internet, not salary irrelevant, net worth $300 million. Not too shabby, Al. Not too shabby. Considering that he was vice president only, and the president that he served under has less than one-third of his net worth. Nancy Pelosi, this vile skid mark on the underwear of human existence, she has a more important role in the government and has an annual income of $224,000. Her net worth, $135 million. I bet she's really relatable, Jeff. I bet she's not. 
Chuck Schumer, who I believe is like the majority speaker, and Mitch McConnell, who I believe is the minority speaker. I think those are the titles they hold right now because they both have a base salary of $193,000. Chuck Schumer's net worth, $69 million. Mitch McConnell and his slug-like appearance and horribly red eyes, red cheeks, red puffy eyelids, everything about him is all wrong from a visual perspective, has a net worth of $150 million. So there you go, kids. It pays to be in politics. And next time any of these assholes try and talk to you about how evil the wealthy rich people are and how they don't care about you and how they need to be taxed more, well, they're the ones with the ability to tax them more, which would mean taxing themselves. So if they're not taxing them enough, maybe, you know, there's a reason. Maybe they're just saying that to appease you, the stupid middle-class American, just so they can get your vote and continue working these long terms. Like, a term as a senator is six years long. That's just job security people. And again, don't forget they're leveraging their power and their position to make money in a whole lot of other facets, which guess what? That's capitalism. I don't really care that much about it. Don't let high blood pressure threaten your health. Get a checkup today. Remember, your good health begins with you. I'm surprised I didn't go look up any of the information about Bernie Sanders. Should have done that, didn't. But, uh, you know, with him talking about we need to have equal distribution of the wealth to the American people. All right, that probably wasn't a very good Bernie impression. I wasn't prepared to do one. But yeah, he's always talking about how it should be an even playing field. We should all basically be making the exact same amount of money. I'm going to guess if I did the research and looked up Bernie Sanders, probably has a net worth of at least $1 million. Not very relatable. Not very even playing field there, Burn. So now let's talk about how these politicians get elected. Well, there's a lot of fundraising and a lot of campaign donations to keep their campaign alive so they can make sure that they get elected and continue to make their riches. Which means in addition to being rich assholes already, they're continuously asking you for a handout for your hard-earned money to keep them making their riches and getting richer. While nothing changes for you... The average campaign staffer gets paid between twenty-eight dollars to $46,000 a year. That's the equivalent of $13 to $22 per hour. FYI, if you're a salaried employee or are ever considering salaried work and you want to know what your hourly rate is and you don't know how to do that calculation, take your salary, divide it by 2080 That's your hourly rate. But these campaign staffers or campaign managers, which the manager makes fifty-one dollars to $78,000 a year, that's twenty-five to thirty dollars an hour. But when I say per year or annually, that's not true because these are short-lived jobs. They're out of a job pretty much whether the person gets the gig or not, whether they get elected or not. And they're not paying them that great to be the person in charge of making sure that you get richer. I'm going to be honest, the high end of the spectrum of an average campaign manager in the United States is still less than what I made at my last corporate job. And my job was basically helping to drive mobile and online banking enhancements for a not-for-profit credit union. So the fact that I was making more than the highest paid campaign manager, well, it just goes to show you how well these politicians are treating the people that are keeping them in office. They're pieces 
of human filth, garbage, assholes, douchebags. All right, so now that I've explained the riches that go along with being in politics, I'm just going to make you all feel horrible about yourself. Let's talk about just some average salaries of workers in different roles in America. Kind of common jobs or things that you would think maybe should be paid more or paid less. And let's look at the equality of these jobs compared to the people who are public servants. Remember, a basic senator has a base salary of, what did I say, like $174,000 a year? Let's look at the average salary of a police officer in the United States. $56,000. It's not that much. Not that much. In comparison, a web designer, this isn't even like a coder, this is just somebody that does kind of like what my background is, is the front-end design, the aesthetics of the website, $53,000. Only $3,000 less a year to be a web designer than to put your life on the line every Every day and have people pretty much hate you in this current society and think that you're an awful bigot. $3,000 less to be a web designer than to be a police officer. Let's look at firefighters. Now, what I found was actually the average salary for a firefighter slash EMT level two. So this is somebody who can basically handle shit in an ambulance as well as run into a burning building with an axe and save your life and your shit. $61,000. I mean, this is a pretty, when you add the EMT level two in there. This is a very skilled position. I mean, it's medical. Not to mention the bravery of going in to a burning building or a burning home to do their best to save your lives and your property. A public school teacher. We all know, you know, cops, firefighters, teachers, they don't really get that much money. The average salary of a public school teacher is $55,000. Now, I will say that that's kind of skewed because they get three months off while they're still collecting salary. And while I didn't do the math, I mean, that would technically mean that for the nine months roughly that they're working, they're getting more than $55,000 a year, but it's just spread out because they get the summer off. Kind of where I earlier discussed a web designer, let's look at what is called an IT specialist. An IT specialist, you know, with our stupid titles in modern America, it basically doesn't mean shit. It means someone who has basic knowledge in networking, hardware and software, and can do menial tasks for an organization. They are not high level. They are not management. They are not coders. They are not network engineers. They're just a basic, this is almost more of an entry-level role. $57,000. $1,000 more than a police officer. It's only $4,000 less than a firefighter, and it's $2,000 more than a public school teacher. How about a McDonald's store manager? So the main manager of a single location McDonald's restaurant. Doesn't seem like it would be that high paying of a job. I mean, it's not crazy, but $70,000 salary average. That's more than all of the other previous jobs that I have listed so far. Even $9,000 more than a firefighter slash EMT, too. I live in Ohio, so I'm constantly, I mean, I guess this is probably anywhere in the country, but we always have road work going on, different things shut down on one side of the road, or jobs that take fucking years to finish when it seems like that was only like a tenth of a mile stretch on one lane. Why did that take seven years? But I constantly see these road crews out there, and they're working hard. I mean, especially in the heat of the summer and being on top of, you know, blacktop and painting lines and moving dirt and gravel and all that shit. The average road crew employee in the United States $43,000 a year. Ew, not good. This is the exact same average salary nationwide for an administrative assistant. Now that kind of makes sense. Administrative assistant, sitting on your ass all day, doing a little bit of data entry, maybe answering some calls, maybe scheduling some meetings. That's about it. It's a very easy job. If a husband and wife, if the husband is part of a road crew that's working on 
on repaving a highway in central Ohio, and his wife is an administrative assistant who paper clips and files things all day long, and they both go off to work and come home on the same salary? I'm gonna guess there's a little resentment there, because there's a very high likelihood that he worked 150 times harder than she did. Doesn't matter, gender irrelevant. If she's the road crew worker and he's the administrative assistant, either way, the road crew person doing way more than the admin assistant, same salary. However, if you're an administrative assistant and you want to work your way up to executive assistant, this basically means doing all of the same shit, but just for more important people. Well, finger quotes important, you know, they self-importantize themselves. That's not a word. Executive assistant though, $63,000 salary. Once again, more than a cop, more than a firefighter slash EMT2, more than a public school teacher. All right, now we're going to start working our way up the ladder of people who start to make more and more money. A truck driver. A truck driver, on average, in the United States, makes $78,000 a year. I'm sure many of them make well into six figures, probably after they've been doing it a longer time or they can take more dangerous freight loads. I love taking dangerous loads. This one seems pretty fair to me, though. I mean, I, I don't know that I would want to do that, where you're constantly on the road, says the guy who's pretty much door dashing around the clock right now. But I want to get away from it. But driving a truck, man, that's got to be nerve-wracking at times. I mean, when you've got high winds and it's wanting to throw your shit all over the place. You got, you know, some accident or traffic jam that happens up ahead that you've got to try and stop your load in a very short distance, hoping everything inside your fucking trailer does not shift around. So, yeah, that's definitely a very understandable salary and I have no issue with the ones that are easily making six figures and that's a very important job how do you think that there is gas at our gas stations for your convenience how do you think there's Mountain Dew in the refrigerators at the gas station for your convenience how do you think there's toilet paper on the shelves at your local Kroger for your convenience truck drivers I have no idea how much trains actually do in regard to shipment of freight in this day and age, but I see a shit ton of semis out there. So let me tell you, they're doing a lot of work. All right, we're gonna take a big step up to an ER doctor. They have an average salary nationwide of $340,000 a year. Which, yeah, why not? With all of the schooling they went through, plus being an ER doctor, the weird fucking shit you must see, because these are people that are coming in in an emergency. She's coming in hot! I'm sure they've got a lot of crazy stories to tell. But in perspective, that means the vice president, a public servant of the United States, not including all of the freaking perks and bonuses and benefits, makes $30,000 more a year than an ER doctor. That seems a little imbalanced. So, as an ER doctor, it doesn't mean you're necessarily doing surgery. You're not a surgeon, you're a doctor. So let's look at a general surgeon. So these are people that would be doing things like hernia operations, hemorrhoid operations, things that wouldn't necessarily include a special area like the brain or the heart. So a general surgeon. And they probably do the majority of the surgery that is needed because it's general surgery. It's not as specialized. But a general surgeon gets about $410,000 a year. When looking this up, I realized, you know what? I know a lot of people get into the field of anesthesiology. That would be the person who puts people to sleep before a surgery. And he puts a needle in my arm and let the thing go. And the doctor says, come backwards from 100. 
109. <laughs> I didn't even make it to the second nine. I was so pitiful. Because apparently there's a lot of money in that field. So I went to see, what does an anesthesiologist make? Oddly enough, exactly the same as a general surgeon. On average, $410,000 a year. That means the person putting you to sleep before a surgery is getting paid the same as the person who's cutting into you and performing the surgery. That seems a little imbalanced. Yes, I understand there's a science to being an anesthesiologist. Yes, I understand that that person can be responsible for keeping you alive or unfortunately accidentally killing you. But I'm pretty sure it doesn't take the exact same amount of schooling or skill level, nerves, steadiness of hand to be a surgeon. Like a surgeon. So now let's talk about the surgical assistant. This would be the person assisting the surgeon, handing him all the appropriate tools, holding ribs open, suctioning out blood so you don't bleed to death. Certainly this pays pretty damn close. Sorry, that only pays on average $78,000 a year. So the base pay for a senator in the United States of America is significantly more than twice the salary of a surgical assistant. What? Yes, it pays. Pays to be a politician. Now, this won't be any major shock, but the last one I'm going to discuss is a player for the NFL, so the National Football League. The average NFL player, I mean, they all have different contracts, but the average player across the board, if you factor all of them in, makes $2.7 million a year. And we all know that, you know, the superstar players, they're making way, way more than that. I mean, college football coaches are easily making $5 million plus a year. And that's probably because the average football player, you only have so many superstars. So you've got these low-end average players that are dragging the average down, which means means for the most part the average low-end players for the NFL making like five times more than the president to go play a game and maybe occasionally beat their wife but that's not the fault of the NFL player that's the fault of the American public and our willingness to pay and pay and pay and pay exorbitant prices for bullshit oh no there's a new network and I can only watch my team on that network guess I got to pay $20 a month for that network now oh no the price of a beer went up from $5 to $14 Guess I gotta pay $14 a beer now. Oh no, price of tickets went up from $50 to $3,000. Guess I gotta pay $3,000 now. It's the same thing with Zuckerberg, that douchebag, and his admission to all of the shit that he has done with Facebook, violating our privacy and our rights, and we as a stupid, stupid American society just continue to use that product. I'm not saying I'm any better than any of you. I'm just saying we suck. Oh no! We suck again! But with some of the last jobs that I described excluded, you know, don't believe the bullshit from politicians about equality of pay, and we care about the middle class family. The scales are absolutely tipped in their favor and against you. When politicians or sports icons or entertainers and musicians are out there talking about all of these things that are near and dear to their heart because they care about the little guy, it's all a bunch of hypocrisy because they do 
not understand what it's like to try and survive on basically a $50,000 salary, which would take over 20 years to accrue $1 million. $1 million. <clears throat> well, don't you think we should maybe ask for more than a million dollars? A million dollars isn't exactly a lot of money these days. Now, of course, if you're only making $50,000 a year, you're pretty much using all 50000 of that on your living expenses every single year, so you're never going to accrue shit. Let's also not forget that the politicians, well, we're going to take pretty much, you know, 20 to 30% of that money that you made. Please pay no attention to the man behind the curtain as I take that 25 to 30% out of your pocket and put it in mine with exorbitant, unruly salaries for public fucking servants. All right, last but not least, while we're talking about taxes, in 2021, the year that all those people died that I totally forgot had died or just didn't even know, the United States government collected 4.05 trillion, yes, trillion with a T, in taxes from American citizens. Over $4 trillion. I did a Google search because I was like, you know what? We should, as American people, be absolutely able to find what do our federal taxes go to. There should be audits and breakdowns as to what percentage goes where, spreadsheets. I mean, we should have that at our fingertips. If the government can turn around and audit us and want to see every single receipt from every Starbucks visit over the last seven years or however long it lasts, certainly they should be transparent with all of their numbers and spending. Yeah, that's not so much the case. Matter fact, it took me quite a while to finally land on a website that gave a very brief and basic percentage of where the taxes go, but not really drilling down, just very high level. I don't remember if this was 2021. I believe it was though. But so let's assume it was 2021 of that $4.05 trillion that they took out of your pocket and mine. Well, assuming you're an American listener, I know I got a lot of foreigners out there. Sure, your government is fucking you too somehow. The biggest chunk, 25%, goes to health care. So Medicare, Medicaid, the Children's Health Insurance Program, don't even know what that is, and the Affordable Care Act, which was basically Obamacare. And I'm going to tell you, totally fucking useless. I have not had health insurance in almost three years now, and I have looked into getting individual health care using the Affordable Care Act, and it is not affordable at all. And even if I were to manage to pay the monthly premiums for this finger quotes affordable care the deductibles are through the roof which means i would need to basically amass like ten thousand dollars plus worth of doctor's visits or medical care in a given year before any of that insurance would actually kick in and pay for anything so i would pay a not so affordable monthly premium and every single medical expense i would have up to like 10 grand i would still have to pay for out of pocket that is not an insurance plan that is robbery bullshit not non-affordable, and I don't know why a portion of the largest chunk of our taxes is going towards a program that isn't helping anyone. 
So the next chunk of federal taxes goes to Social Security, 21% to be precise. I thought the Social Security that we pay out of our checks, separate from the federal tax deduction, I thought that was supposed to go towards Social Security. Why are we paying Social Security out of federal taxes? That doesn't make any sense. Now, I know there's more to this. I am aware that the Social Security program is not properly structured and can't be self-sustained. And the time will probably come, perhaps in my lifetime, that Social Security is just not there anymore. But that's why they're stealing 21% of federal tax dollars to help offset the fact that Social Security is broken and doesn't work. The next highest percentage is 13%. That goes towards the defense of our country. Let us understand the situation. We are going into battle against a tough and determined enemy. I can't promise you that I will bring you all home alive. But this, I swear, before you and before Almighty God, that when we go into battle, I will be the first to set foot on the field, and I will be the last to step off, and I will leave no one behind. 11% goes to economic programs to help very low-income individuals and families like the child tax credit that you get when filing taxes. Well, I don't get it anymore because my kids are adults. Son of a bitch! And things like food stamps and welfare. So that's 11% of that $4 trillion. Still, 11% of $4 trillion? It's a lot of coin. 7% of that money goes to benefits for our veterans. I'm sure this is making my mom cringe knowing the inconsistent care that my stepdad received in the years leading up to his death and very late diagnosis of stage four throat and tongue cancer. And he was indeed a veteran, former firefighter, EMT, a hero. But yeah, only 7% of that money goes to make sure that our veterans are taken care of. The next one is also 7%, but guess what? We pay 7% of that $4 trillion in interest on national debts. Interest. That means 7% of $4 trillion, whatever that high crazy number is, is coming out of our pocket for shitty decisions made by our politicians. Oh, actually, I have the number here. I didn't realize that I calculated it. That's $399 billion that we're paying every year. Maybe it's going to be more by next year. Who knows? I'm going to guess so. But $399 billion every year in federal tax dollars is paid towards interest. Pretty sure my credit card company would not be cool with me having a $399 interest efficiency. But for the government, you know, it's no biggie if we have a $399 billion deficiency annually. Hey, do you guys mind if we borrow some money? Actually, I don't even need to ask. It's a law. Just give it to me. The scales are tipped in their favor, my friends. That is bullshit. Now, a lot of you might be thinking, 
if you're Rain Man and you did the math somehow while I discuss this, we're going to be here the entire morning with no with no maple syrup right. and, and, and no and no toothpicks. I'm definitely definitely not right. going to not going to have my, my, my pancakes with, with right. a lot, lot. Ow. Hey Jeff, that leaves sixteen percent unaccounted for. You're right. This is the fact that I couldn't find any real details discussing what our federal taxes actually go toward. I mean, what I have just described and discussed to you that was the most detailed drill down I could find after about fifteen minutes of looking. They're not being transparent. And that 16% that they just failed to mention where that money goes to, that's about $640 billion. That's a pretty big oversight when a website is saying, here's what your taxes go to. Oh, by the way, there's like $640 billion of just leftover scraps. No biggie. We're not even going to mention where that goes. No, mention it. Because if my asshole is going to bleed profusely, I at least want to know who's fucking me and how I'm getting fucked. Anybody wants to hold hands with my dick, I insist they buy me a drink first. I mean, after all, I'm not asking for uh, dinner and dancing, you know. Not asking for a commitment. All right, hopefully this episode turned into something relatively informative and entertaining. Thank you all for continuing to tune in to the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. Remember, go follow me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook at Jeff Becomes Jeff. Please tell all of your friends to listen to the podcast and let them know if they don't, they're not your best friend anymore. Until next time, I'm Jeff. Consult your doctor. Have your blood pressure checked. High blood pressure is simple to detect, and it can be controlled. Left unchecked, it can lead to some of the big killers. Strokes, heart failure, kidney trouble. Don't let high blood pressure threaten your health. Get a checkup today. Remember, your good health begins with you. Right, and I'm Dr. Jeff. Good night. to the devil and I prayed and I showed him the mess that I've made and I cried and I cried and I cried a million times over but the devil just laughed in my face I went to the God of fire and said can you turn the heat a little higher cause I've been burned and I've been burned Time's over, but he just covered me with water. So I went to the Lord of the sea. Said, Won't you come wash over me? Cause the roads and the woods have been winding a million times over, but she receded from me.
went to the devil again He said I don't really wanna be your friend I've been tried and I've cried and I'm done crying And then I laughed in his face And then I saw the God of fire He said you don't need to keep me Covered him with water from the land.